You are listening to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Christy Dunham, and I'm here with my co-host, Lisa Clark. We just want to say thanks for tuning in. Have you ever wondered what the Bible has to say about worry and fear? Have you ever wondered how to decorate an odd-shaped room? Have you ever wondered how to make a quiche with a sweet potato crust? Well, you're in the right place because we talk about all the things. And if we don't know the answers to some of life's biggest, most wonderful questions, the guests we have on certainly will. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Wonder Podcast. Welcome to The Wonder Podcast. My name is Christy Dunham, and I am here with my friend, co-laborer in the ministry, Lisa Clark. And we are enjoying our time together this summer as we have talked about lots of things. We've been on vacation, family camp, all the things, but now uh, we're turning a corner and the COVID stuff is starting to build up. There is anticipation going on that things may change and life may change again. So we thought, what a great time to talk about worry, fear, anxiety, all those things that you may be starting to experience. Because I don't know about you, Lisa, uh, that working in that storefront, you talk to a lot of different people and everyone is starting to get worried again. They are starting to get fearful. Should I get the vaccine? Should I not? Which we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what God's word says about worry, fear, and anxiety. And also, uh, schools are starting and their kids are fearful. I mean, there's just all kinds of anxiety going on. What about your life, Lisa? What yeah, do you I mean, do? I haven't watched the news a lot. I'll just be honest over the last few years because it was just one thing after the next, you know, but something prompted this in me a week or two ago when you posted on the Wonder Podcast Instagram about coming back from Colorado you were, or New Mexico, you were there with your family and you took a picture of some little birds in a tree and it was so, so cute. And you talked about worry and anxiety and that that's not from the Lord. And we have to know as believers how to work through this. It is a real thing. I mean, Chrissy, you said it. This is all coming back. We've talked to doctors and nurses who are saying it could be worse than the first time. And, you know, all the things and your heart starts beating faster and you can you can start getting a little anxious and nervous about it all. This is real. We're human. We're only human. And we're here in this world and we are trying to figure it out every step of the way. But we also know that God's given us tools to handle this kind of stress and worry and anxiety. And that's his word. And so I asked you the question. I don't know if it was the last time I saw you or whatever. I said, what do we do? How do you handle it? And how are you able to just give things to the Lord? You remember what your answer was? Maybe. (laughs) Um, Here's my answer today. Okay. Is that the older I get, the easier it gets. That was your answer then too. Um, The older I get, the easier it gets. And um, I think it just comes with age. I think it comes with experience. I think it comes with knowing the word of God better than I did a few years ago. 
I think it comes with being an empty nester in the season of life I'm in. I can spend more time in the word. I can read more. I can invest more in people. I don't know. It's, it's different. Um, there was nothing, you know, magical or significant about turning older. I just think it's life and that life goes on. And I think the death of my mom may have contributed to that too, because I'm not an anxious person naturally, and I'm not fearful. And when she became sick with COVID, um, I look back at those days. I was never fearful. I was never scared. I never got worried. I just kept telling the Lord, you have to take this every moment. It wasn't just give it to him in the morning. It was like every time that phone would ring and I'd see that it's the doctor's number. Oh, Lord, this is your conversation. Guide and if decisions have to be made, guide and direct me. You control this conversation. And so it's when you totally look to him because you have no one else to turn to. Right. I mean, I can call you and you're going to tell me all the things I want to hear. Right. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. that only comes from God. Right. You can talk to your friends and they're going to tell you what you want to hear, which is amazing. And they're going to encourage you mm-hmm. and they're going to make you feel better. But there's something about the word of God and standing on the things that I've learned since I was a little girl. And it's crazy because hymns come back to mind. Worship songs come back to mind. And I mean, right now I'm thinking of that old hymn, standing on the promises of God. When you stand on those, when times are hard, your fear goes away. It just disappears. The worry goes away. The the being anxious goes away because he's got it. It may not be the answer you want, which certainly with my mom, that's not the answer I wanted, but there was total peace that day because I knew she was in God's presence. I knew she was with my dad and her mom and dad and the beat goes on. Why would I want her back here? Yeah. We, you know, so it just comes with experience yeah. and age. You've got a track record with God, right? It's faithfulness. Yeah, you've got a track record. You've seen him show up. That's good. Remember when we recorded with Janine Baird yes. and we asked her, do you do you feel like all those years of Bible study, all those years of singing for the Lord, all those years of choir rehearsal and worship prepared you for the suffering that you're in today? And she said, absolutely. She said, absolutely. So Chrissy, Jeremiah 616, I read this a few days ago, and this is exactly what you're saying. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old paths where the good way is and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. That's there. He's saying just what you said. Stand in the faithfulness that you've seen all of these years. I've never let you down. So why would we bring on something and worry about something when we know that God has it? You always say this to people. God's got you. God's got you. Because we've got a track record with him. You're exactly right. It's age and wisdom. And as much as aging just stinks many days, it really does. Who wants to turn? Who's like, oh, my word, I'm turning 60. This is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) It is, Lisa. I can't wait to celebrate you. Best day ever. Best day. Turning 60. Yes, ma'am. Woo. You know, it's, I mean, you know, it's better than not turning 60, but. 
we don't look forward to growing older unless you're 11. You want to get older. You want to get 12 and 13. But 16, that was a big one for me. Right. Dry. Yeah. Two hands. You know, yeah. 10 was a big year. But now we've got this track record with God. And we've seen his faithfulness through the years. We've seen that he never lets us down. We've seen that he loves us so much. We've seen that, don't you do ever run in your in your mind and in your brain, what's the worst case scenario here yeah. in this situation? <laughs> you know, we play that game. Every time. But we know that even if the worst case scenario happens, we still got everything because we've got Jesus. So letting go of worry and anxiety is so very important. It's a spiritual discipline. So how do we get there? How do we build up this discipline, this spiritual muscle in our lives to where we don't worry about this stuff? So I think for me, the first thing is we need to realize that this is from the enemy. The enemy is the one um, that keeps us from experiencing the fullness of God. He's the one that keeps us from experiencing him as a refuge that Psalms talks about over and over. I had marked one of my favorite verses about fear and was in Joshua. I love the story of Joshua. He was young. He was scared. He had walked behind an older man. And here, now all of a sudden you're in charge. What? What do I do? And the Lord tells him, this is in Joshua 1.19, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That is still true today. He is with us wherever we go. So when the enemy attacks us with fear, anxiety, and worry, we need to recognize that's from the enemy, number one. And then we need to take it to the Lord and remember that he goes with us everywhere we go. He is not going to leave us. He is not going to forsake us. He is going to be right there with us, just like he was with Joshua and how he led those people and all the things that he did. And you know what? We have no business living scared. We have no business living. That is not who we are. People of the world are looking for people to be different. So a lot of people aren't watching the news. A lot of people aren't reading the paper or whatever they do to get their news sources. They're like, I don't even want to hear about it. Great. Keep your eyes on the Lord because he's got it under control anyway. So it doesn't matter who's president or governor or what they've decided or here's what's happening. The Lord has everything under control. He does. And in my opinion, that's not sticking your head in the ground. No. Oh, my gosh, no. That's what a Christian is supposed to be. Christian. Back to hymns. I grew up with the song, Onward Christian Soldiers. That popped into my head one day when a lady in the store, she's scared. She doesn't know what she's going to do, blah, blah, blah. Onward Christian Soldiers. Onward. You go fight the battle. And the battle is to be strong and courageous. And the battle is to know that God is with you wherever you go. The battle is you give words of comfort. You give, and those can only come from the Lord. We are not that smart and we, we have human nature inside of us. So yes, you see the statistics or you hear that another person has COVID or another child at school was mistreated or bullied. All the things that happen in our lives, real things that happen. You give it to the Lord and I promise you he'll take it. 
and you don't worry about it. You know something else my mind does when I realize this is the enemy attacking me. This is not from God. This is the enemy. I start thinking about heaven. Like, oh my gosh, I'm 60 years old. In a few years, I don't know. I don't know how long I have. But in a few years, this is all going to be over for me. And I'm going to be in heaven. And this stuff is, I'm going to get to heaven. And he'd be like, Chrissy, why did you worry about that? I, he's not going to say that, number one. But he's going, why did you even, why did you handle that? I, I had that for you. I handled Jonah that day. You don't even have the strength. You're not smart enough. I handled that. So it reminds me, this is all so temporary. All so temporary. And when we get to heaven, we're not going to remember any of this. No. We are going to be basking in the beauty of Jesus that did all this for us. How dare we let the enemy make us worry? Amen. And I think you hit it on the head because our nature as women in particular is to fix things. Yep. We want everyone in our universe happy and we want everything working good. And when there's a problem, we'll pretty much stop everything else and focus in on that problem until it's good. But sometimes it's not our problem to fix. And these are heart issues that we're trying to fix. And those are just the Holy Spirit's realm. That is not, we can't do that. We can lead someone and direct them and teach them. But some of these things we can't fix. And I think it's just in our DNA to want to fix things. I mean, I think I've grown out of worrying a lot. I think I was a pretty good worrier younger in my age when a lot of younger in my life when a lot of things were unpredictable. But now I do have a track record with God and I'm less prone to worry and more prone to just go straight to the father and um, leave it there. And, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that growth in my life. But I, I also think that there's things that I've tried to fix through the years just because it's in our DNA as women to fix. And so I think the question is, because a lot of times God puts things in our life and we are meant to work through it and get, get an answer and help and direct. And so I guess the question is the thing, what I've tried to do in my life is number one, pray about it, pray for discernment, pray for help, pray for wisdom, pray for direction. And then when I feel the Holy Spirit's prompting in my life to do something, if it's a situation where I need to get involved or to do something and I can, I do it. But if it's something that I can't do, I physically can't do it or uh, mentally can't do it or whatever the situation. Or it's not your place to do it. Or, or I have to jump through hoops, which is, is a good sign it's not for you. If <laughs> You have to jump through That's hoops. Right. Then I don't. And so that's kind of how I've worked through some of these things. You know, after I've prayed, is this, do I have a piece about this? And do I have clear direction from God? And if I do, and it's in my wheelhouse, and it's something that I can become involved in and help with, I do. And But if it's not, I don't. Because I think too many times I tried to jump through hoops to make something happen. And you know who I wanted to please? Myself. That's right. This was, it was all self-motivated and I had no business getting involved in the first place. And so I think that's a good way to look at this is just to not react because usually if we react, now I'm not talking about your house is on fire, right. you react. I'm talking about the other things, these wisdom and um, these issues that come up and things that we tend to worry about 
if you're a parent, it's your kids. Your kids are sick, you know. Well, you don't have to pray. If they're running 105 temperature, you don't have to pray about going to the hospital. You go, right? right. God has given you this Wisdom. information already. But so many times as parents, we just go into react mode because we don't like the outcome of something or we want to fix a, a sibling issue or we want to fix a child who was bullied or we want to get to that parent who kid said this to our child or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, we've all gone through it. So many times, if we'll just sit back and pray about it, God help me in this situation because I'm troubled right here. He knows, he knows our troubles. I'm suffering. My child is suffering. I'm hurting. I'm worried. I'm anxious. I know you don't have this. I know this isn't meant for me, you know, and, and you, you work through those things like that. And man, it's, you can really leave a sweet aroma in those circumstances, can't you? I love that. I love that. And something that popped in my head that we can do also is to gather your community. Walking through, it's actually a COVID situation with a friend. It's her sister and came out of the blue like all of these cases are. And she has never walked a journey like this before. And I was on the phone with her. And she said, you know, Chrissy, I've never posted on Facebook when I have a need. She said, I just don't think that's the platform. I tend to agree with her. But she said, this time I was so desperate. I needed community. And she said, I've heard from people that I haven't heard from in years. And they're using the words, I'm praying for you. And she said, there is such comfort in that. So here's a couple of warnings. Number one, if you tell somebody you're going to pray for them, please do it. My friend's depending on all those people that posted on her page to pray for her sister and to pray for her. And make sure you do that. It's just, it bothered me. Just like, I hope people are really praying. Mm-hmm. Of course, God is going to do mm-hmm. his will. He doesn't need us to pray, but we become so dependent on him. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to pray. He wants us to ask him. He wants those things. So if you do decide to post on social media and then you tell somebody, I'm going to pray, please pray. A verse that I thought about for her when I was talking to her was Psalm 34, 17. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. And that's what happened to my friend last night is that she got on Facebook and she said, Chrissy, it's hundreds. And my, I've never gotten that kind of response on anything. And she said, it just reminded me how good God is. So yes, I'm excited that everyone reached out and prayed, but please, when you do things like that, please pray because people are depending on that. When somebody tells me I'm going to be praying for you, I'm counting on that. I'm counting on that. So it was just a reminder that if you do worry and you do have anxiety, sometimes, I mean, there are people that get out on social media and talk about all kinds of things. Well, if you're comfortable with that, do it, do it. Because my friend got so, she saw the faithfulness of God. She said, I see his handprints everywhere. I see him. So that's my take on that whole thing with social media, because especially our younger friends, They post everything out there, right? And it's good. It's good to talk about those things. But 
um, when you respond to those responses, please, please pray. And that, you know, if that helps you do it, if that's a good outlet for you, do it, but take it to the Lord first, like you're saying, and he will take it from you if you allow him, if you allow him. We're really good about taking it back. Yeah, we are. Well, Lord, you're not moving fast enough. So (laughs) here's what I think you need to do. Wait, you didn't do that. So I'm just going to take it in my own hands. Yeah. Here's what I want, Lord. To be your will. (laughs) Let this be your will, Lord, what I want and to take this anxiety from me and this worry. Well, he's already done that at the cross. You see, that's when we know it's coming from the enemy. When things are coming at us, I've been reminded recently that the enemy is, his number one job is to accuse you and accuse you and worry and anxiety are part of that because you're feeling wrung out. And you're feeling less than, and you're feeling unable and ill-equipped and all the things. That's coming from the enemy. And we need to recognize that and give that to Jesus and trust him. When we say God is sovereign, he's sovereign in all things. And so these things that, that get us, that turn our stomach upside down with, with fear and worry, we got to know that's not coming from the Lord. And this is a time for us to grow in our faith Let's trust the Lord in this. That's right. Let's trust the Lord. I remember when Caroline had her first baby and you were right there for me. And I was a mess because the baby had to go to the ICU, the NICU for a week. And I was a mess. And you said, Lisa, your job now is number one prayer warrior. And and what I, what that did was that those words equipped me to do the job I was called to do. And so that speaks to what you're just saying, that community is so important. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Because it's key when you're feeling anxious and worried, you know, after you've gone to the Lord and you've sought the Lord and you share a request with a friend, they are going to pray with you because that's your community. Those are your people. And so it's, I totally agree. It's really important. You, You mentioned one of your favorite hymns. One of mine is his eyes on the sparrow, and that rem- your picture reminded me of that. And boy, did my grandmother used to sing that song, you know. And we even had a man came through to our church, uh, Mark Holsey, and that was kind of his big song. And he became very famous for singing that song. And he stayed at our house, and I'll never forget it because there in our living room, he sang "My Eyes on the Sparrow." And it was the most beautiful thing ever. But it is so. I want to just while we're um, sharing scripture here and hymns. Um, let's read a few of the scripture that just have meant so much to us in our lifetime that have helped build this faith muscle. Philippians 4, 6. Everybody knows it. Be anxious for nothing. What does it say? Be anxious for nothing. Nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You're worried about something. You're anxious. You're wringing your hands. Take it to God. Do not be anxious about it. Do not be anxious about it. Take it to him and trust him with it. That's what the scripture says. I love that. As I was sitting here listening, as we talk about hymns and music, one thing that I do uh, when I get worried or anxious is listen to worship songs. And I mean, I'll be driving down the road and I'll just clap my hands and like, yes, Lord, you've got this. Yes, you're going to do this. And and all those things. It's like going to a football game. I love college football. And one of my favorite stadiums to go to is in Norman, Oklahoma. And my dad used to go and get there early. Like we were one of the first people in the stadium and we would get our hot dogs and 
we would hear the band as they marched in and we'd see the specialty teams come out and practice and then these teams and everybody cheer them on, cheer them on. But there's something about when you get in that stadium and those thousands of people are cheering everybody on, it just gives you goosebumps. No, this is just me. But it's like, you're going to win like they've practiced and practiced and they've worked out in high school and even in junior high and they've played in peewee and they finally made it to the college football field and the parents are proud and everybody's there. And that's how I feel about God. When I give him my issues, it's like, I've given it to the best person there is. There is nobody else that can handle this but him. And I just hear those worship songs and they just cheer me up. They cheer me on. And it gives me confidence that he has it. He does have the whole world in his hands. Yes, he does. I used to sing that one to my kids at nighttime when I was tucking them in. Um, Victory in Jesus. You know, I mean, that really takes me back. But it also just reminds me that he is the victor. I love Isaiah 35. What does it say? Be strong. Do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. We're not only saved at salvation, but we're saved daily. We're saved daily. The walls of the enemy have no dominion or, or place on us, over us, or in us. And so we have to remember that, that, that God is still saving us. He is still protecting us. He's still saving us. He has not lifted his hand from us. We are his. We have been knitted together with God in the family of God as believers in Jesus Christ. So, you know, remembering that and and claiming that and knowing that is so important for us because that's why we have to be in the word every day and reminding ourselves of who we are in Jesus Christ and our identity. And if you're wringing your hands, so there's a country, it might be Nicaragua, I forget what country it is, but anyway, they're really famous for worry beads. And worry beads are these just strings and strings of beads that the women, that's their job to just spin these beads all day long. And that takes their mind off their worries. Okay, they're called worry beads. It's a real thing. And I have to picture in my mind what that looks like because you're so focused on spinning those beads that you forget what you're supposed to be worrying about. (laughs) You know, and I remember waking up at times in my life in the middle of the night and going to the bathroom and thinking, okay, what was I worried about when I fell asleep at 11 o'clock? You know, I need to be worried about that again, although it's not on my mind right now. How ridiculous. How ridiculous. So sometimes we're just looking for things, aren't we? Sometimes it's just like, okay, if I'm not worried, I know I should be worried about something. So maybe I'll come up with it. It's just ridiculous how we do, but it's just. It's who we are. Yeah. It's our human nature. And I love all the scriptures that he has left behind for us. I mean, he talks about it all the time. Isn't it fear? Isn't that the word that there are 365 yes. of verses that have the word fear in it? He yeah. knew we would need one every single day. Every day. So I love that about him, that he would he knew that we were going to struggle with this. And, you know, we all struggle to a certain aspect um, with all of this. So uh, I want to give you another verse that is very familiar, that has a lot to do with this, but you may not automatically think of it. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Mm. It's Pastor Jack Graham's favorite. It's his life verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's where we make the mistake. 
We put our own understanding into these situations and say, well, this is how it needs to be handled and this is what you need to do. In all your ways, submit to him. In all your ways. Don't just give him part of it or give it to him in the morning and take it back by 10 o'clock, you know, in the morning. Don't say, Lord, I'm going to let you handle this and I'm not going to say anything to her and then say it anyway, whatever the situation is. And he will what? Make your path straight. His desire is for us to take that road, to take the old road, to take the road where the promises are, to take the road that we've walked down before, to stay on that road and keep keep the main thing the main thing. That's what he wants us to do. And you can do that when you trust, you trust in the Lord. Uh, In one of my talks years ago, I used to talk about trust and you can take the word trust and in every letter you can write the word storm. Like the T, you know, there's a storm in the R. The only letter that doesn't fit in the word storm is U. And I would circle that U and just go round and round and say, when those storms come, I want you to think of this word trust. That God has you right in the middle where he can hold you, he can take care of you, and you can trust him. So anytime you get fearful or anxious, I want you to remember the word trust and that you, the letter U, which is you, is right in the middle and he's got you surrounded and nothing can touch you but him. But we, it's a battle we have to fight every day. Yeah, it is. I love that. I've never heard you say that. Really? That's really good. And you need to come listen to me more. You're so often. smart. Yeah, well. Not only beautiful, but smart. Okay, so let me just share one more verse because this is my husband's favorite verse. We used to get these fly like an eagle emails from my husband. Me and the girls did when the girls were growing up. I kept trying to tell him gently that the girls don't read email, but he never quite clued into that. But if a big thing was coming up, a big audition or a big test or just a big life moment, we would always, we would call them the fly like an eagle emails that would come from Brad. But Isaiah 40, 31, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. But what do you have to do? You have to wait on the Lord. That's why we pray through these things and we give them to God first before we go. My sister used to have on her refrigerator all the time, go to the throne, not the phone. (laughs) And so we've got to remember that we need to wait on the Lord first. If we go straight into reaction mode, worry mode, anxiety mode, it's like we just put our arm out and we're holding God back and saying, I got this. So we have to remember that when we wait on the Lord, what happens We're able to renew our strength. We're able to run. We're able to not be weary. We we don't need, we can walk and we can get where we're going. We won't fade. We won't be heavy anymore. We won't be down. We won't be burdened when we wait on the Lord because it's that perspective. We're able able to shift in our mind that, oh yeah, because we forget. Oh yeah, God is sovereign. He loves me. I'm his. He's got this. All the things we remember when we wait on the Lord. Uh, Worry and anxiety, it's a real thing, but uh, we need to know what to do with it. And as Christians, as believers in Christ, we know we just have to be reminded. That's right. That's right. A lot of great things shared today. So I hope that this podcast has been helpful for you. And uh, if you just trust in the Lord now, I also just want to say real quick, um, some people may need more help. 
and, you know, and they need to go see a doctor. You know, my mom was one of those. And I don't know what kind of little pill she took, but she would always say, I need to take my nerve pill. <laughs> um, so I have no idea what that was to this day. And I don't want to make light of it. But uh, for some people, this is so real that it just, it, it just overtakes your body and you need help from a doctor. So I know the word of God can do anything and I believe in him like that. But I also know there are some people that absolutely right Chrissy you're absolutely right sometimes we just need a little help to get through that's right and um no praise God uh, no no shame at all my word no shame at all God is good he's provided for us we need to know that thank you all for tuning in today to the wonder podcast thank you so much for joining us today we truly appreciate it if you like what you heard and were encouraged please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because your recommendation for our podcast brings us great joy and it helps others find out about us. And if you are able to help support our podcast ministry, we would absolutely love that. You can go to chrissydunham.org and click the link to the party table. No donation is too small. We are so thankful for you. God bless.